The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host, a jelly donut, David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you. And I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, June 30th, 2018, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage. Today, Eric Newman has been to the White House to stop FDA regulations. He has bought billboard signs throughout Tampa and hosted endless meetings with politicians to save the last working cigar factory in Tampa, Florida, the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory. Actually, the last working factory, I think, in the United States. Eric Newman from J.C. Newman, the owner of Diamond Crown Cigars, joins us live in studio. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. We're going to bring Eric Newman on right after our first break. But back here in studio is Mr. Ed Sullivan on the Wheels of Steel. Ed? Hello, hello. How was it? It was awesome. And you know what language they spoke in Portugal? I do. I warned you. It was Portuguese. It's a Portuguese. <laughs> Man, I, I would have lost you. a bet on that one. <laughs> yeah, we got. No, we had a great time, but yeah. I'm happy to be back where I belong. Was that your first time ever there? Yep. And? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't go back anywhere because I'd rather sit on my couch at home. Okay. But it was good. Yeah? Yeah. So your wife makes you go on these vacations? Correct. For your sake. Yeah, I mean, I told her that I would be willing to go to France or Ireland, and she said, okay, Portugal. Yeah, we go. That's how it goes. Yeah. I know. I know they're all sisters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God my wife doesn't listen. There we go. All right, so uh, we're going to smoke one of the Diamond Crowns, and uh, honestly, not my favorite. It's on the other end of the spectrum where I like to be on the light and creamy and mild. This is the Diamond Crown Maximus, the maximum flavor. Which happens to be my favorite Diamond Crown. And today's first cigar is the Diamond Crown Maximus. And it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for J.C. Newman cigars. The size we're lighting up is the number 5, 5x50. And it features an Ecuadorian Lajero Oscuro sun-grown wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers. A single cigar will set you back $11.99, while a box of 20 is just $209.99, which is a savings of almost $30, or just over 12% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right, let's give it a cut and taste and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Cold draw, vanilla, and cedar. 
No. Barry's that was almost as fast as when Barry's working the board, Ed Sullivan. That's right. He trained me. <laughs> yeah, you were you were listening to the show from Portugal. I did. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the chat room, answering people more often than I would. How's the English speaking in Portugal? A lot of English speaking people. Yeah, it wasn't a problem at well, all anywhere we went. All so. right. I, I, I'll hand it to him on the cedar. Yeah. It's There's actually, a little, little vanilla note. It's pretty good with the cedar. Yeah, it's pretty good. You just, you, you're full of, <laughs> you just went automatically. You're full of S so on got the vanilla. It. I you, got it you twice. Went, you went automatically to know he's wrong. So as bad as he <laughs> hey, is, that's your automatic. As fast as you can, you go to know he's wrong. You didn't even hear what he said. With the blonde hair, I'm taking you to Flavortown a lot quicker. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is actually the first time people are seeing you with uh, Mr. Blonde over here. Yeah. Guy Fattieri. Yeah, Fattieri. Uh, <laughs> Barry, I'm going to kill your, your headset so you can take it off and all right. display all the glory. All right, so check this out. Check this out. This is Barry with blonde hair. Those that are watching on YouTube, uh, and if you're not good, don't go there because you can't unsee this. <laughs> Once you've seen it, that it's is it. horrible. <laughs> my, my daughter was begging me to do it, begging me to do it, and I agreed to do it Father's it's, Day weekend. It's not horrible. The I gray am. is coming in on the sides something awful. Already fast. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have I have a feeling my hair is going to come back a lot grayer. So. No, it's not going to have any effect like that. But maybe oh. you have to die forever and ever. You think that. Yeah. My mom had fire engine red hair her time entire <laughs> life. Is it t that time you shaved your head and it just never mm -hmm. came back? You shut up. Yeah. About <laughs> Speaking of shaved heads, have you seen pictures of Jonathan Carney online Yes, I with have. Hair? Yes, I have. It looks nothing like him anymore. Yeah. But I appreciate him doing that because my wife's crush on him is now over. Really? Yes. Wow. So is uh, mine. Yeah, you don't like it like that? Yeah. He's got the sideburns going. Yeah. John Connie, LFD. All right, let's light her up. I love him as a person, but the hairstyle. The Vertigo Intimidator is what we're going to use today. And this is a quad jet flame color changing Vertigo big ass tank having lighter. Easy adjustment at the bottom. The Vertigo Intimidator retails for $24.99. Unbelievable for that price. The neck on this thing goes from straight to angled. It's awesome. This is the lighter that you need in your golf bag. This is golf season. Yeah, You're going to lose the, the flame out yeah. in the bright sunlight. This the, way you can see it. The blue and green out there when you're golfing, you can't see crap. You end up, your lighter ends up turning red. All of a sudden you can see it. It's great. And if Why you not? get attacked by a goose, you can just throw it at them and knock them out. Those so, things are fierce. When I'm slow dancing with a girl and I'm in nice and tight, yeah. this is the lighter I like in my pocket. There we go. Yeah, so she knows you, you're there. Yes. <laughs> Diamond Crown Maximus Cigar. The idea of this was the maximum flavor of the Diamond Crown line. You have the regular Diamond Crown, the Connecticut, double Connecticut, double aged Connecticut, right? Is yep. that what they call it? And then we go to double fermented. Then you go into the Julius Caesar, I would say, to medium-bodied, and then you go to the maximum flavor, which is Diamond Crown Maximus. Then they threw in the Black Diamond. Took it to a whole new level. So what do you think of Black Diamond? More full-bodied or less? More full-bodied, but there's, to me, more flavor in the Maximus. More flavor, but stronger the other. There, there you go for you, <laughs> right? So the, the, the Black Diamond is stronger but less flavor than the Maximus. Maximum flavor. Do I, am I going to have to do a science experiment on this and prove that the two of you are idiots again? I, I smoked a Black Diamond, the last cigar of the night last night, just to ask this question. And Barry nailed it. I don't think so. He nailed it. Wow. 
I think I'm this like is a broken more, clock. I've been right twice today. There we go. This is like a flavor bomb, a lot of flavor, but it is not overpowering. Me, as somebody who doesn't like a strong cigar, but when it comes to Black Diamond, it's a little too much for me. Okay. Stronger. Maybe you smoked it too fast. Maybe. You ever think of that? Well, I had smoked a lot of cigars during the day. I saved it for last, but it was very good. Now, this is the cigar that was the East Coast, West Coast thing with Opus, right? That was regular Diamond Crown. Regular Diamond Crown, yeah. So regular Diamond Crown came here on the East Coast of the United States. We got Opus. They got got Diamond Crown. They got Diamond Crown, right. We got Opus. They got Diamond Crown. And I wanted Diamond Crown because it was more up my alley. I made the switch with a retailer who now manufacturer out there who got me in big trouble. Tattoo Pete shall remain nameless. That's right. And um, we both got shut off there for a while. But I made up with J.C. Newman folks because that's they're nice people. They are nice people. But they did spank me. They did uh, say I couldn't have any cigars for a while because I traded with somebody. That doesn't make me a trader. I don't think it makes you a trader. No, it makes you a smart businessman. Yeah. So they know now. They know now. We have a different understanding. And we'll have Eric Newman. I don't know. Did we ever mention that to him that that happened? I don't think you have. No. Maybe today's the day. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe today's the day. Um, so half the year is over. This is it. That's right. I got to say, as I'm getting older, it's going so much faster that you know what it is? Because as you get older, you, you end up having collected more milestones that you end up hitting along the way. It's no longer, okay, when you're, when you're 10, you're like, all right, when I'm 13, I'll be a no, teenager. I'm bored of this life that I've seen everything already, and nah. I'm bored of the whole thing, and it's going slower, but it's going faster. It's going too fast. I don't like it. No, nah, you've got, at this point, you have yearly goals, you have monthly goals, you have weekly goals, you have daily goals. Things just get eaten up time-wise. We're doing good, too. We're doing good on Cigar Authority. The podcast is doing awesome. I think we might hit a major milestone this year. I would love to hit that number. And you, we're at the end of uh, the, the half, so Barry will be telling me Monday morning, you give me all the stats, right? I might go in tomorrow and do it. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, if you okay <laughs> me going in, because Wednesday there's no work, if yeah. I go in for an hour or two, you'll have them tomorrow. Okay. I would love that. I'd, I'd love to know uh, what's going on and what's happening. And Ed's there, too, so he can maybe give us the whole uh, yeah. two-guy smoke shop thing of what's going on. I was having a conversation with uh, Mr. Newman downstairs, yeah. and I thanked him for his hospitality. I had sent him a text message when I was in Tampa visiting my sister in November and said, hey, I'm in the area. I've got my sister's car for the day. If you have any time, I will shift around what my plans are for the day. I'd love to come have a cigar with you. And he said, I have from 3.06, I'm sorry, 2.06 to 3.06 this afternoon. And I said, okay, I'll be there for 2.06. I got there early. And 2.06 come, he comes walking through the door, picks me up, takes me on a little tour. I've seen it many times. but 2.06. Takes me on a mini tour. This is the guy that has his times for get out. We go up into the clock tower, that's, that room yeah. they have up there. We have a cigar. We shoot the breeze. A couple people come in. We're just having a good time. At 3.04, he stands up and says, that's all the time I have. He walks me out. I look at the clock on the car. When I got in and shut the door, 3.06. Wow. And then back in the building, he goes, shuts the door, and then whatever he did for the rest of the day. But when, I, when that man tells you he has this time, he has this time, and that's it. Wow, I'd like to know how he does that, and that plans it out. When somebody says they have a meeting with you and the meeting starts at 3.06, 
that's a serious dude right there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, I'm the three-ish guy, would you say? Three-ish? Well, when you say three-ish, though, you mean 230. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that. I know that, but most people don't. Yeah. So, um, Wednesday is the 4th of July. Is this 4th of July weekend? Because we have barely any studio audience today. First off, it's like 95 degrees out anyway. It's even warm in here. It's warm in here. Based on the traffic on Thursday, I would say this is the weekend. This is 4th of July weekend. Friday, there was no traffic. Thursday was a nightmare. I think people are going to attempt to stretch this into a long weekend is what's going to happen. A long weekend into Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? (laughs) I think what they're going to do is take Wednesday off and then call in sick Thursday and Friday. And now they've got Wednesday all the way up to Sunday. So turn that into a 10-day long weekend. (laughs) Pretty close to it, yeah. Yeah, this is, a, this is a weird one. Or do you pull off the two Fourth of July weekends? That's a good question. Yeah, it seems we got a slow start out there. Everybody, the traffic yesterday was crazy. Yes, and yeah. Usually going up to the mountains home on Friday takes me forever to get home. I breezed right home. Everybody left early. On Thursday, though, it took me almost two hours to get home. Wow. So and no accidents, just volume. Yeah. How many cigars is that? Two uh, hours? It was two, two cigars. Nice. Two, two cigars on the way it's home? A two cigar trip. So, uh, 4th of July weekend, uh, what do you do? My brother and I just picked up brand new dirt bikes. Oh, that's trouble. We're going to be reading about that. We already own dirt bikes. We just needed new ones, bigger. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We got to break them in today, though. It's two solid hours. You got to ride for 15 miles. I thought we decided no power tools for you for a while. (laughs) Oh, this is recreational. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get hurt. Maybe. Yeah. You're getting older now. You think you're younger. You're going to get older. It's brand new? Brand new. 2018. Really? Hmm. Got my helmet in the car. What what kind did you get? Hot pink? Honda uh, 125s. Hmm. So all it's right. got enough motor in yeah. there to pull me around. It's very feminine of you, but that's all right. <laughs> did you go with the pink helmet? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Pink and black. Okay. Okay, that ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Would you rather help clean up after dinner or help set up the table before dinner? This is why you have kids. You'd you rather have, do you have two kids. You'd rather do none, I understand right. you that. You have two kids, so one sets the table and one clears the table, and you're all set. But you don't have that option today. Uh, I am a set-the-table kind of guy because I'm not a fan of dishes. So, And I usually cook at my house. So I'll set the table, and then I eat, and I go out on the deck and have a cigar, and someone else yeah, does you're, the you're, will, you're willing to do all the cooking, everything, right? as long as you don't have to do I just, cleanup. I don't like doing dishes. And I agree with you, too. I'd rather do it because there's nothing better than after dinner. Walking away. Yeah. Right. Grabbing yeah. a cigar is the best. Yeah, I'll be out there smoking a cigar. You guys got this, you, right? While you guys do what you do. Nice. I agree. I'll set the table, go out on the deck, have a cigar and a drink. Not an alcoholic. No. No. Just play one on TV. Just play one on TV. <laughs> there we go. It's warm in here. It is. Warm. It is. Wow. It's never this hot. Feel it? It's warm in here, right? What's going on? We've got to fix this up. All right, so uh, last week's show, we introduced the uh, firecracker with Steve Sack. We put him on sh- sale Monday. It's over. It's over. 
it's over. Um, unbelievable, 500 boxes. Uh, I put a little bit aside for a certain other reason that'll come to fruition maybe a month or two from now of what these magical handful of cigars will end up doing. But uh, that's it. And that was our biggest production I think we ever did in one shot, which was 500. He killed it. Um, and I'm, we're seeing posts already. I'm seeing them anyway on social media of people with the firecrackers. They received them already. They smoked them right off the truck. They were saying there was no issues with them. Yeah, really good job, Steve. You did it. Uh, you killed it. Um, the wick was very different than everybody else's. I actually, looking at it, and we mentioned it during the show, and I actually paired it up with a couple of old <coughs> firecrackers, completely different. Yeah. Wouldn't have noticed it unless he brought it up, but it's a little different than everybody else's. So uh, Everything he did was a little different than everybody yes. else. <laughs> it didn't have the unfinished foot, as you see on there. and uh, box was different. Yeah. He yeah. socketed the crap out of that. He, he did what he wanted to do. And yeah. actually, that brings us to the following message being submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Gentlemen, I scored four boxes of firecrackers on Monday's release. Well, that's not fair. Hang on a second. All right. Well, Limit I two. got two. Limit two per person. And my wife called and got two for my birthday. I'm a 4th of July baby. So happy birthday, uh, Jake. It's not playing by the rules. It had to be two different addresses. We were pretty yeah. much checking them. Maybe yeah. he's got a P.O. box. I don't know. Maybe one. Not playing his, by the rules, but he's coming out one tell, telling his, us how yep. he Can I he read the friggin' email? <laughs> All right. <laughs> go one ahead. went to his workhouse. Go ahead. The cigars are great, but can anyone tell me how Steve and Dave have remained friends for so long? <laughs> Dave is, well, Dave is Dave. And Steve is kind of a dick. We All get right, it, now, Steve. Now I'm learning to like this guy. All right. <laughs> we get it, Steve O. You know a lot about tobacco, but do you have to answer every question like you're annoyed with the person asking? I'm so glad that it's I met him charm. after I tried his cigars because I don't know if I would have tried them based on first impressions. Oh, you bought four boxes and you broke the rules. If Steve <laughs> is this much of a dick behind closed is Steve this much of a dick behind closed doors, or is this part of his charm, as Dave always says? Love the show, even Mr. J, Jake from Rhode Island. That's Steve. And I like it. That's Steve and I like it. It takes a while to get used to it though. Like the first time I met him, I thought he was a dick. Now I've kind of warmed up See, to people, him. I kind of like him. People can't take the ugly truth, and he'll tell you the ugly truth as, yeah, when as somebody's, it is saying it. I want to hear it. When somebody's brutally honest, though, until you get to know the person, it could come off as obnoxious. Maybe, but that's how I grew up. So that's why I'm used to it or whatever it is. So I, I, I like it. I'd rather, you know, he, he ends up having a problem. Just say what the hell it is. I don't have to guess what he's thinking. Believe me, he's going to tell you. Ed Sullivan, you've known him as long as I have, right? I have. That's it. It's part of his charm. Part of his charm. What yeah. I will say is he, he is an easy guest for us to interview because oh, he'll just do the he whole talks show. for 20 minutes per question. Yeah. Now, Jonathan, did you do your assignment? Did you get a count? Uh, yes. Between Sean and I, we came up with the number six. Six. He said the word ultimately six times. That's low for him. Right? It's extremely low. I, I've had him in the 30s before. Mm-hmm. More proof that he listens to the show. I didn't even hear it once. Six times. <laughs> Ultimately. It's his word. Really? Yeah. That's Do I his have word. a word? I'll let you know in a second. I can't <laughs> think of it off the top of my head. But, yeah, you have uh, uh, you use the word thing. You'll be trying to explain something, and you'll, you'll say, and, and then the lighter, and, and then the thing. And you put it down. Because <laughs> I can't think of the word, maybe. Whatever, the, whatever that is. And, and, it's a thing. Yeah. All right. 
All right, so we're smoking the Diamond Crown. This is the Diamond Crown Maximus, uh, not part of the Cigar Authority Pick Care Package. We ran out of Cigar Authority for, for um, you know, Five June. weeks in the month of yeah. June. Yeah, so we had five weeks, so we didn't have nothing for you this week. But the other ones are out? They went out yesterday. All right, so wait till you see what you're getting. What we got lined up for you this coming. And don't month. judge the fourth cigar until you actually smoke it with us. Whoa. Yeah, smoke. Dun, dun, dun. The key to these things. Every once in a while I see somebody post, oh, I got my care package, and I'm trying this right now. We haven't even done the show yet, and yeah. the person's doing it, and the whole idea of this is smoke along with us, it's right? against the rules. But people are going to look at that fourth cigar and go, what the hell? Don't knock it until you smoke it with us. Right. And don't smoke it without us. Yep. <laughs> Let's smoke it with us. That's the key to this thing. I wish I knew what it was, and then. I'll tell you during the break. All right. Oh, you have no idea. I, I'm out of the loop on ah. everything. I'm, I'm stuck here in Salem. All right. All right. So what do you think of this? No, it's very good. Yeah? You guys have had uh, that uh, molasses-based bread that you cook in the can before, right? The brown bread? Yeah, I like it. So imagine brown bread with, with just, a, just a dusting of cayenne pepper on it. It's got a little spice, very subtle. But with the sweetness. Ed Sullivan, he's got it, right? Here he does. He, he does. I hate to give it to him. You know it's that. about it, damn time. If it comes to something in the can, Mr. John, <laughs> yeah, you go to giggity, guy. Giggity. He's got it. Okay, guy. <laughs> it's a little doughy. It's a little chewy. See, to me, it kind of reminds me a little bit like when you have a, a steak on the grill and the ends get a little bit charred. And there's a little bit of that char steak quality to it as well. All I get is sweetness, buddy. Sweetness mm. and a little spice. Raisin, doughy. Uh, I think Jonathan nailed it. Um, Strength-wise, it's it's maximum flavor, but no, it's, it's medium. Six on a scale of yeah. ten. Yeah, maybe I'm. I am getting a, just a touching the seven. Slight, uh, yeah, the slight little heaviness on my chest. I've had to slow down a little. Boy, I like it. You're gonna, you know, you got to back this up with a, with a diamond crown, black diamond. After, you're going to mm. see what ends up happening. You're going to see, I think, less flavor, more strength. I, I did it back-to-back, -back, so i I just been through it. I don't know if that's even possible. Hmm. Yeah. Less flavor, more strength. This is, this is the top of the flavor chart, Diamond Crown Maximus. Maximum flavor. All right. What, what did you say the ring gauge was on this? This was uh, 5 by 50. Okay. Does seem awful thin. All the 50s seem thin now. That 60s <laughs> like 54 so feels like a 50. Next week's show, we're going to be talking about the um, IPCPR and the new stuff that comes out. I'm going to make a guesstimate here that on size-wise, you're going to see things in the 40s. There's Ooh, going to be like a big, that. big thing. It, yeah, but it's not over. There, there, there's a company coming out with some 70 ring gauge stuff that we'll discuss next week. Really? Okay. Yeah, we're lining stuff up. To well, they, there's going to always be people late to the party when it comes to every trend that happens. The trend starts to turn, I and then the, someone still comes out with it, and, yeah, oh, this must be the cool thing. Yeah, a little late on the, late little on late. the game. Yeah. Because I think it turns. I think it's going to turn uh, a week from now. So 54 is the new 50? Is that what you're saying? Well, it it, in, in your hand, that's what it feels like. I how still about you? prefer how about you? smoking thinner. You just always go to thinner, so this yeah. seems big to you? It doesn't anymore, you know. When I first had to smoke 50s because everyone stopped making things in the 40s, yeah. it, it seemed gigantic. Now it seems normal. Yeah. Well, when you smoke as many physical cigars as Ed Sullivan does in one day, you need smaller cigars. You do. Yeah. You need to have the – he likes different flavors. 
I won't even tell you how many boxes of firecrackers I've smoked already. So you you were away, yet you have managed to acquire boxes of firecrackers. Do you know who Ed Sullivan is? More than the maximum of two. Uh, I plead the fifth on that okay. one. He, he had two shipped to Portugal, two shipped to his work address, <laughs> two shipped to his home address, Picked two shipped to a P.O. And box. for once, having the name Ed Sullivan worked out for him because it's such a common name. There's three different addresses. It must be three different people. All right. All right. Um, let's go to break. And when we come back, the patriarch of America's oldest family-owned and operated premium cigar maker, Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Company, joins us live in studio. He has been fighting for you and me and fighting for his life in America. We'll catch up with Eric Newman when he returns. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer, and I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where twoguyscigars.com comes in. It's the number twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at twoguyscigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com. Thank you for your business. We're gonna have fun. When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, 
I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is a Hank Cohen and my son. Class Peter Kellner, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back. Live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Now in our ninth year, you can find the Cigar Authority on social media. Please be our friend and subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And Eric Newman is with us. He is a new subscriber of the Cigar Authority. Thank you for... uh, Joining us here on the podcast. Pleasure to be, be, be back here, Dave. Yep. And uh, you, uh, you now have on your iPhone the podcast. You are a subscriber of the show. I'm old, I'm old school. <laughs> yeah, so, so welcome to the 21st century. How did you get it to program with that rotary phone over yeah, there? Yeah, pretty... 
So, uh, no, it, it is something that uh, people are catching on to. Uh, us older guys aren't there, but there's a lot of people lis listening in, and um, maybe you'll hear your commercial during the show that you've been gracious enough to sponsor our show all these years, uh, and hopefully uh, it's working out for you actually better than the cigar industry has been working out for us this past couple of years. We, we've had our challenges, haven't we, Dave? Wow. And in the forefront of it has been the J.C. Newman Cigar Company. You guys have been everywhere. I go to Washington, D.C., there you are. You go down to Tampa, Florida, they are hosting nonstop political people. Did you think you'd be in politics? You're in the po political business. Well, we're in the political business. We're also in the tax collection business. We're no longer we're in the scar business. Partly, we're collecting taxes for the government. It is unbelievable, and it is it is nonstop of what has changed in this industry. Your family has been there now. How many years? One hundred sixty years. This is one hundred twenty third year in 100, business. One hundred twenty three years. One hundred twenty three years. Your grandfather is rolling in his grave, seeing what's happening to this. The cigar city of Tampa, Florida. You're the only one left. At one time, Tampa had 100 fact, 150 factories in its heyday. You're right. We're the only one left that's making cigars in Tampa. And we're fighting like the Dickens with the FDA to keep them from regulating Tampa's last cigar factory out of business. So 150 cigar factories. There's one left. You are the fighting family. You're the last one standing. You're the dinosaur that's left. But they want you gone. Well, you know, you talk, we talked about yesterday. My father had a theory. He wanted to be the last man at the crap table. I'm not sure we want to be. We want to have a big crap table. We yeah. wish we had a lot of cigar factories. It's down, lonely down being the only one. That's lonely. That before you would, you would look out your window and there's the next factory right there. You could see one after the other after the other. We well, moved from Cleveland. My grandfather immigrated from Hungary in 1895, settled in Cleveland in, uh, in 1895, 18, actually 1888, became a cigar apprentice in 1890, went business for himself in 18. 95. At that time, there are 42,000 licensed cigar manufacturers making cigars in 1895. You have to have a license then, as you do now, yeah. to pay excise taxes. We're the only one of those 42,000 that are wow. still owned and operated by the founding family. Literally the last guy standing. 42,000, the last one standing. And we have to keep them alive. First off, you should be a museum. You are a museum. Well, I've just turned 70. I feel like a walking museum at times. Thank you, Dave. But the, the name of Tampa, Florida is the Cigar City. You're talking about uh, all the competition we used to have. We moved down from Cleveland to Tampa in 1954 because my grandfather wanted to be in the premium cigar business. We can literally, at that time, get on top of our roof and see all of our competitors just from our roof because at that time, all the premium cigars sold in this country were made in Tampa. Yeah, Go Label, Garcia Vega, Fuente was there, um, Perfecto Garcia, yeah. the largest selling cigar in Chicago, all within view of our factory. Bering Plaza, you sold a few Bering Gee, Plazas yes, in, in, in your day. Yeah. And now we're the only one, only one left. Wow. Sad, but it says something about your family of we're not going to give up. So we are up against a lot of things. You guys are up against a lot of things even differently because of your other factory that ends up doing it. But what? give us a brief thing of what is going on right now to the person that enjoys cigars and how this is going to affect your company. And there's something that the consumer can do. Good. In 19, and sorry, in 2016, 
FDA came out with these rules. They started to regulate. They regulated cigarettes back in 2009. And in 2016, they started to regulate cigars the same way as cigarettes. But our regulations were, were much stiffer than for cigarettes. And the irony is we aren't the culprits. FDA was concerned about youth access to tobacco and health. We aren't even, we aren't even the problem. We tried like the Dickens, and we still got regulated. The regulations are staggered between, we're actually under regulation now. We can't come out with any new brands. We have to put new mass new health warnings on our products. Crazy, ridiculous warnings. Have to get, our, get our cigars tested. It's going to cost millions of dollars. What's going to happen? The little guys will be out of business. Yeah. Maybe the large ones will. Uh, will and you can't change box quantities either. We can't change box quantities. That That is for, for, for sure. But what happened when Trump got elected, he believes that overregulation kill, can kill small business. It the, can. There's no better example of what the SCAR, what FDA is doing to our industry. Fortunately, when Trump got in, he appointed a uh, FDA director named Dr. Scott Gottlieb. And we've been making a lot of noise, the whole in premium SCAR industry has, that we're treated unfairly. And Dr. Gottlieb said, okay, we're going to give you another shot. We're going to look at, when they came off the original regulations, they're going after e-cigarettes, yeah. Vapor, little cigars, flavored cigars. Now they're going to give us a shot just for premium cigars. They're telling us between now and July 25th, we want, it's a comment period. We want people to come, they said, the FDA said to the public, let us know what you think about re uh, the regulation of c c cigars. Give us, show some reasons why they shouldn't be regulated. So we started a campaign in Tampa called Save Cigar City. We put a big sign on over our home equestrian race cigar neon sign in Tampa that says Save American Jobs. So anybody can go on our website, the website SaveCigarCity.com. Couldn't be easier. You go directly into, uh, press one button there, and you're taken right into the FDA comment section. You could either put your own comments on, or we have a cut and paste form letter that you can tell FDA what you think of them, not think of them, but you think about their regulation of premium cigars. We have over like uh, probably close to 20,000 comments now. Of course, we have the only game in town, the health community, the, lung can the yeah. American Lung Association. They, they, they say quite the opposite. They said we should regulate you even more. Right. So it's, it's a fight, but at least there's this rule in Washington that before regulations are put in place, they have to give the public an opportunity to weigh in. This is our opportunity, the cigar industry, cigar lovers' opportunity to weigh in to FDA. Go to SaveCigarCity.com and tell them what you think. And there's less of us than there are of them. But we're making a lot of noise. So that's what we have to do. Because there's less of us and more of them, and you're sitting there smoking a cigar, nah, I'll get to it when I get to it. I'm begging you to get to it now. Do it now. You can do it right on your phone while you're listening to the show right, right. now. So comment save on the uh, cigarcity.com and make a comment that says, leave my cigars alone. I like to enjoy a cigar. I'm 50 years old. I'm whatever age. Make sure you're at least 18 plus to, to do this. Um, and whatever you can end up saying to leave it alone, it is unjust. It is not fair. And we're talking about an American business here with, with Americans that work in this, in this business and they're looking to shut it down for no reason. It's an unforeseen consequence. Have you reached out to the president and invited him down we've into invited, your factory? We've invited President Trump. We have another shot at him. 
Um, he doesn't smoke. Right. He doesn't drink, but he does believe that overregulation can kill small business, and we have a great example. You have to protect the things that you don't use anyway. I mean, even though you don't use the product or something, you need to protect it because someday they're going to overregulate. Well, you. like you don't eat you don't eat vegetables, but that doesn't mean that we should regulate vegetables. No, don't regulate them. And those that want to eat them, eat them, and they have the right to eat vegetables whether they want to or not. <laughs> Usually, in Dave's case, it's he doesn't want to eat. Yeah, we invited Trump to our factory. You think about last year, he went to the carrier factory in in Indiana, saved 800 jobs, but it cost the state of Indiana $8 million. We'd invite him into our factory, save 135 jobs, won't cost the state of Florida a dime. You can look like a hero. Trump came in here, President Trump, and when he was running for office, his theme was to bring great manufacturing jobs. Back to America. Hell, we haven't left. Right. This is our 123rd consecutive year of manufacturing a product that people enjoy. Our employees are scared to death. They all have mortgages to pay, families to feed. They're afraid of being regulated out of business. So we are fighting tooth and nail. And how do you feel if some of the competitors came back? We we would love it. My open arms. (laughs) I know you would. You would. It's it's the truth. We we're trying to form an association of. American cigar manufacturers, I, I, I talked to Fink, yeah. but they're out of manufacturing business. Talk to other uh, you know, topper up here yeah. in National Cigar, because we, we're trying to get the cigars that we make in our factory exempt from r- r- regulation. FDA is saying, okay, I, th- I really think that premium cigars are going to get some relief. The $64 question is how are premium cigars going to be defined? Right. Are they only handmade cigars? Handmade cigars will be probably get some re- relief. Machine-made cigars, like you see at a Seven uh, Eleven, you push a button, you spot out thousands of cigars a minute. They won't. You've been in our factory. Yes, I have. We're making cigars, antique cigar machines. They were made during the Great Depression. These are they make eleven cigars a minute. It takes a cigar maker skill. It takes four months to teach a cigar maker how to make. C- Cigars and they're applying machines. tobacco to it. It's not like it's just a machine. There's a person working the leaf. And we want to get our cigars included in the definition of premium yes. cigars. As they should be. But what happens is a lot of people are just trying to cover their own ass and not worrying about the other person. And unfortunately, sometimes you see within a group or something, we're trying to just take care of us, and there's some unforeseen consequences that somebody has to pay the bill. And unfortunately, these guys being the last factory to do it, let's not pay attention to them, but we have to pay attention to them. Actually, we have to embrace them because they're our last ones, right? All of us are part of this factory. that They're the last ones in the U.S. Wasn't there a a judge that had uh, said something about... uh the overregulation being just that, that it's overregulation? We are fighting these regulations on several fronts. First of all, we've had a bill through, go through Congress four times, eight years, to exempt premium cigars from r- regulation. Unfortunately, no standalone tobacco bill will get anywhere. Try to get attached to like an omnibus bill where I'll say that people don't read it, but it gets attached to something else. We haven't been successful there. We were working with the FDA trying to get this regulation out through a comment period. Also, we in the cigar industry sued FDA basically on health warnings. that They want us to put these massive health warnings on boxes. We said it was a violation, you know, the First Amendment, freedom of expression. We went to a judge, and about six weeks ago, an Obama appointee, he said, 
you aren't going to win this argument. That's I, a shame. I, I feel bad for, 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 for you. He said that it's regrettably that what the deeming rules is of of ordering health warnings is a grossly unfair exercise of agent of agency authority. He said that we ought to get a stay for premium cigars. He went officially and said what the FDA is trying to do to us, quote, smacks of basic unfairness. The prudent course would be for FDA to stay the warning requirement as to premium cigars. But he says his hands are tired. This was an Obama yeah. point. He said, I apologize. I can't help you. But if FDA could do the right thing, they should not have us put these massive health warnings. Look at a pack of Sager cigarettes. You have a little health warning on the side of the pack, mm. nothing on the front. A, a carton of cigarettes has a little health warning. Heck, heck, and they're the problem. The FDA yeah. is concerned about addiction, nicotine addiction, people getting hooked on tobacco. People smoke cigars. You're, you can smoke three cigars in a day. Or you can go three months without smoking right. a cigar. If you, you go any town in this country, you can't smoke indoors anywhere. Go outside office buildings, and you'll see people huddle outside the door smoking. Dave, when was the last time you saw anybody smoking a cigar outside? It's not cigars. It's all cigarettes, and nobody's outside smoking a cigar. You smoke a cigar for a whole different reason. That's part of our argument. Yeah. And it, I do not accept his apology, accept my apology, because you have to do something to, to well, in his case, his hands are tied. He's only a judge. But we went down. It's to amazing though a judge ends up saying something like this. I'll tell you because judges don't talk like that. And last week we said we've had a lawsuit in Texas for the same reason. This judge is a little more sympathetic to our cause. We expect uh, a favorable ruling, hopefully, knock on wood, in uh, next or week, acrylic. week or so. There you go. <laughs> knock on but, but it's a struggle. It's you know people ask me well, what's your what's your business like. Business good. We've had a record year, but we have half our time we're spending uh, on, on politics. I wish we could spend. We got one eye on the business, yeah. one eye on, on on the government keeping us from being regulated out of. You must have an unbelievable business. team to be able to take the amount of time that you're taking. Essentially, you're basically taking half a year's vacation from your business while you're working with against FDA. Is really what it breaks down to, and your team is keeping that business up and running, and being profitable. My brother and I are. Leading the charge on this, but the one who really gets the credit, I'm third generation. Bobby's third generation. Our son Drew is fourth generation. He, when he was 10 years old, he thought it was my grandfather reincarnated. Uh, so he really's got the big push for, for the business. Drew's an attorney. He used to be a regulator in Washington D.C. He's working full time for us on on this issue, and he thinks like a regulator. He said, Dad, when you look at these regulations, you look at the FDA, you got to look at the world through their lens, yeah. not through our eyes. But yeah. Drew, it's so unfair, Dad. If you look, get in the, their head, how they're thinking, we have a chance over to turn this. And he is leading the charge on this. And he feels a little optimistic? He does. That is good news to hear because that's not the way I feel. Uh, I'm very, very worried for you, and I'm worried for the, the whole industry as it's going on. Uh, I can't believe it's gone as far as it has. Spoke about regulations. We're 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 paying three thousand dollars a day, a day, in user fees. Yeah. They don't call them taxes. They call them user fees for the government to to screw us. Base, but yeah, base, base. we have to pay for it. And yeah, what do we do? The manufacturers don't pay for it. What we do, we're tax collectors. We pass it on to you. We raise our prices to this, to you, Dave Garofalo, two guys here. And what do you do? You pass it on to the, to consumer. the consumer. So ultimately, the consumer is of the course. one that's getting screwed for no real reason. Absolutely. And you're staying in Boston right now. Yes. And there was a tea party there many, many years ago, and they threw tea in the ocean because of double taxation. 
you're talking about a product here that gets taxed imported into the U.S. at 42 cents, actually the highest tax ever. You're talking about a two-cent tax that went to 42 cents, thousands of percent, it went, went on to that. Then it goes into the cities and states where it gets taxed again, and then compounded on top of that. If of, you have of, a sales tax, of, a it sales gets... tax compounded on top of that, and it's not over yet. I mean, it just keeps building and building and building into money. We're paying this 42 cents S-chip bill, children's health, and then a new tax came on that's taking care of children's health. The other one didn't go away. So I, I hate to tell you that the user fees, whatever ends up happening, you will not get the money back. And no. that will not stop. They have the money and they're going to keep getting the money. And that's all there is to it because that ends up not going away. That's going to get rolled into like it does now of going into the general fund. And that becomes part of their money. But that's not the thing that's going to put us out of business. What's going to put us out of business is the complete over-regulations that's going to... Uh, and and the, re the reality is, unlike cigarettes, we are not addicted to this product. So if the price goes up too much, people will just stop smoking. End of story. Yeah. Or they'll go down to one cigar a week. Because they, they can, and they don't Correct. have to, and that's it. And the... The amount of money this is going to cost you to change packaging. Now, pa the packaging change is August 8th? That is correct. What, what this judge said, he said it's crazy for FDA not to give us an extension for yeah. the implementation of these health warrants. He said, and the judge said, Mr. FDA, you guys are, are nuts. Here you're having a comment period, advance notice of public rulemaking. You could very well, FDA, come out with a decision in a year, a year and a half, that says premium scar is exempted. Why in God's name, FDA, are you requiring the premium scar industry to spend millions of dollars changing all their packaging when it may be all for, for, for naught? At the very least, FDA, the judge was saying, wait till you come back with a decision. So, you, so the, otherwise, we're going to have to pay millions of dollars retrofitting our boxes. Because you have to, because the, the warning label is going to go across your grandfather's face. It covers a third of the boxes, actually 30%. That's correct. It's ridiculous. And, and what, what it is, what the idea of that is to tell a child that's not interested in the product anyway that in case you didn't know, this is bad for you, which I'll, I will argue with every single warning label that there is. I'll make an argument on Absolutely. every single one because none of it has been proven at all. We're adding something to the box. That's that, a lie. That's not true. That has not been proven to be true. That is correct. You know, in FDA's credit, on this new comment period, they said, give us the, the data. They're a data-driven agency. They think we're the cigarette industry. Philip Morris had all kinds of studies on c c c cigarettes, and they, said they think we have the same data. We don't have data, but my son went through some old FDA comments, and they're, they're, we've used their research to tell the, the story. Their research says that children don't smoke premium their research their, their re adults it, their research shows that premium scars are different than non premiums their research says that there's no significant increase in mortality right Correct. smoking a premium cigar than being a non-smoker if we came off that research they said hey guys you got your right. finger on the scale it's not our stuff it's your stuff that's what we're telling them over and over and over again plus they want the they so how it. if their research is saying that smoking cigars your mortality rate has not changed at all then if you're a non-smoker uh, and, and this is, we've said this a million times that this information is out there from them putting it together. If you smoke a premium cigar, your mortality rate is not changed than if you were a non-smoker at all. It doesn't, you're not going to die from this. 
and yet you're going to put a warning label on that says if you smoke this, you're going to die. They said it's not true. Well, that's exactly why, again, to Trump's credit, to Dr. Gottlieb's credit, FDA's credit, they're giving us a do-over. One more shot at this thing, which is, again, between now on, on July 25th, they're giving us a chance to comment. And in that letter, in the form letter we have on our website, it does cite their studies. It's just say we can't. What are they looking for more than the last comment period where we said everything we could possibly say? I didn't forget anything. I put everything I could possibly put in. Now it's a, now do it again. Really? That means if we do it again, and it's not a big deal for us to write in again, they have to read it again. And you know how long that takes for them to read the thousands and thousands, if they're going to read it at all. Or are they just doing this just to go through another process? Right. Hey, you guys, do you know, we've read everything you said again, and we're going to stand by our statement. That's what I'm afraid they're going to say, because uh, they're not going to get to it. I, I don't want the in whole interview with Eric to be all bad news. How's the factory in Nicaragua? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bad news. Thank you, Ms. Lincoln. How'd you like to play? <laughs> Spoke to our factory. We have, you know, we have the second largest factory in Nicaragua. J.C. Newman, Penza, we make our brick house, Pearl Del Mar, Quorum there. And it's been a, a real struggle, not only for us, but for the whole. There, there are 50 factories in Esteli, Esteli, Nicaragua. That's their whole business. That's like it used to be in Tampa, Florida. Esteli, Nicaragua is the old Tampa now. There are more cigars made in Esteli than any other place in the world. Wow. More handmade cigars. And it's, it's an issue. There are, there's uh, roadblocks. I mean, you fly into Nicaragua. Managua is the capital. To go to all the factories, Esteli, you go north on the Pan American Highway, yeah. two hours from Managua. That's where all the factories are going. You got on a good day. On a good. We got. <laughs> and it's uh, it's one of the scariest bus rides I've ever been on in my life, by the way. But right next to our factory is Oliva's factory, Perdomo's factory, Padrona's there, Drew Estates, my father AJ for 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 Fernandez. They're all there, and the big. Problem is a lot of problems, but is trying to. We, we're making cigars. Everybody's coming to work. Everybody's scared. We have 840 people that work for us in Penza. I really feel bad for these people. They're scared because they've never been anything through all these riots, protests. Over yeah. 100 people have been killed. Our, one of the issues that the big issue that all the factories have is getting their product sent to Tampa, sent to Miami, sent to the United States. That that two-hour ride is a, is a tough. Well, right there's now. roadblocks. You yeah. can no longer send a container down from from Esteli to Managua. You have to go north through Honduras. There's fewer road roadblocks and have, the, have your container. Fewer, not none, just right. fewer. Few. And we're getting ready to go to the trade show in yeah. Las Vegas, and everybody's trying to get their product to market product up here. And you're going to go there. You'll probably do some buying. The other retailers do some buying. But it'll be a sad state of affairs if we we're all out of product. We can't get it, right? We can't get it. I mean, you're talking about Steve Sacco recently. Yeah. He's, everybody's struggling getting their product to market. So I, I feel is the factory working every day though. They're working every day. We're okay. making cigars. Just can't get. You just out. can't get raw material. Can you get raw materials in? We're working on that too. Uh, we have to go in, in the uh, back door because we have you know packaging. Here's I mean we even went to the FDA. It said FDA another issues. You want us to put all these health warnings in? We came. We're struggling to get health warnings sent down to our factory because of the revolution down in Nicaragua. Cut us some yeah re yeah. relief yeah, and. No news until after the 28th, July 28th, well, 25th, 25th, July 20th. Well, that's the end of the comment period. Okay. Then they're going to take all these comments. It's going to take many, many months to go through them, to review them. And they'll because so August 8th is around the corner, though. Are you putting the warning labels on or not? Because they're not going to have an answer. We are not, but we are 
two things we're working on. One, we work with the judge, our, over, our friend judge in, in Washington, D.C., the Obama appointee, who said that the uh, FDA is off their rocket for doing this. We're still trying to get him to see if he put another stay of, if he can use his authority. He can't rule against FDA, but it's maybe something he can do, have an injunction. Plus the fact the guy in Texas, the judge there, who's more sympathetic to our issue, or cautiously optimistic, he'll issue an injunction against Can against, a judge in Texas issue an injunction for the entire country? Yes. Just you remember a couple, uh, I guess, last year when Obama had his ban on Muslims coming into this country, yeah. and they found a, a, a federal judge in Hawaii said you can't do it. So if any federal judge in any state can make a decision that impacts the whole country. If it's a federal judge, not a state judge, but a f federal judge has that authority. So we're cautiously optimistic, reasonably, just for the reasons we talked about, we should not be regulated. We sure as hell should not have regulation, have health warnings mandated on us at a time when uh, FDA could say after they go through this review and all these comments, okay, you guys won't get Re 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 regulator, you get exempt from regulation. So hopefully we'll have another year, but it could be a hopefully, hope hopefully eternal. Yeah. At the meantime, that's no business plan. Hope, we, we hope. hope is not a strategy, yeah. <laughs> but we've been planning for the hoping for the best, yeah. planning for, for the worst. We measure all of our boxes. We have ordered stickers, we haven't put on the, on the boxes yet. I don't know the Fuentes, our partners are, they're doing the same thing. I hope you have to throw them away. We would love to. Yeah. <laughs> love to, love to. I hope that was a waste of printing. It, it would be nice. Don't throw them away because we're never going to be completely out of the woods. I would say just put them on ice for a little bit. SaveCigarCity.com. Go on there. Write something. It's going to take you a minute. You'll be doing me a personal favor. Please do it. SaveCigarCity.com. Let's see if we can all get together and they hear a little rattle from our little teeny industry that we don't like this. And I count on you, the consumer, because there's only so many of us. How many times can we possibly say the same thing over and over? Pull out your smartphone right now. Go to SaveCigarCity.com and follow the prompts. So we're smoking the Diamond Crown Maximus. Anything you got to say about the Diamond Crown Maximus? Don't, it's going well? It's, go, it's going well. Do you consider this more full-bodied or less full-bodied than the Diamond Crown um, Black Diamond? Probably more heavier, a little heavier. Heavier? You know, originally Diamond Crown. We came out Diamond Crown in 1995 to celebrate our 100th anniversary. Came out during the cigar boom. You right. Remember the cigar boom? A lot of new cigar smokers came in. They started with mild cigars. As time went on, 95, It was also the big ring gauge. You guys started that along with starting a lot of things. But my father wanted the first cigar manufacturer to bring a, a 54 ring. Nobody had a 54 ring molds. Right. Dad thought the thicker the cigar, the more flavor you can pack in a cigar. Heck, now you got 60, 70, yeah. 80 yeah. rings. Yeah. Who, who would know? That? Anyway, we came out with Diamond Crown during, you know, during, during the time of the, the uh, 90s. People wanted a heavier Diamond Crown. They said, make it stronger. It's just like if you start smoking, drinking scotch or bourbon. After a while, you want a fuller, fuller, fuller flavor. Yeah, you less ice bourbon. cubes, less water, and exactly. you start drinking it straight. So we Barry. said we, we don't we, we, Barry. <laughs> so we don't. We didn't want to change our Diamond Crown blend. We like people like it. So we said we'll come up with new Diamond Crown. There's a Diamond Crown Maximus, which is a heavier Diamond Crown. So Diamond Crown Maximus was the second one. Second one. No kidding. It was that came out in 2000. Then 2010, my son's idea. He want He want honor his great grandfather. Uh, came out with Diamond Crown Julius Caesar, which has been very successful. You spelled it wrong, by the way. We spelled it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Story goes, on purpose. my grandfather came through, uh, not through Ellis Island. Ellis Island started in, in 
1891. But in 1888, my grandfather comes to the port of Baltimore. His name was Julius C. Newman. And the immigration officer said, what's your middle name? He says, I don't have one. Julius C. Newman, how do you like to be Julius Caesar Newman? My grandfather was said, that's great. He's 5'3", big eagle, wanted, wanted to, to do it. They misspelled Caesar. Caesar yeah. spelled C-A-E-S-A-R, but it, they made a mistake and spelled C-A-E-S-E-R. We kept that name on our boxes yeah. and on, our, on our, my, my, my grandfather's name. And sure enough, we came out with Julius Caesar. We came out, went to the market a few years ago, and we get the letters, a couple letters from customers said, you bunch of schmucks, you misspelled Caesar. No, we did it for a reason. Right. Honor our grandfather. And then uh, last year we came out with Diamond Crown, Black, Black Diamond. Black Diamond. Okay. Finally. Finally. Because uh, Dave and I smoked, what, three different blends? Yes. We were like, oh, this is perfect. We went off a of yes. No, 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 we're changing it. Okay, this one's perfect. No, 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 we got to change that too. And, well, you know, because they're made by the Fuentes, and we've adopted the Fuentes mantra, we will not rush the hands of time. Right. You didn't need to rush anything. It was perfect, and then <laughs> yeah. the next one was perfect. Right. They just keep it up. Well, they got another cigar coming out. We're going to get to that after the break, and uh, this has been going on for years also, and we'll tell you about that. Right now, we are taking a break. Uh, when we come back, the IPCP hour is right around the corner. Is J.C. Newman ready? Will they have any new cigars there? How about Fuente? We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority. We'll be right back on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations, 
editions of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. 
This is good. Smoke. This is the Cigar Authority. Smoke a cigar? Sure. The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. You'll get nothing and like it. With your host. You smoke vile cigars all day. David Garofalo. Oh, that's fine, as long as you're imported. Mr. Jonathan. You should have caught me before my operation. Barry Stein. I never drink. Why? And Ed Sullivan. I might even lend you my light up. So it's time to light them up. <laughs> Good. The Cigar Authority is here. You are finally done the show about nothing. And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the floor, Dominicana Cigar Soundstage. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, Awarded the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right, I have a little snack before we light up the next cigar to cleanse the palate. And I opened up a package that came in yesterday to the Cigar Authority. And in it was five gallons of pretzels, five of these big giant gallons of pretzels, and they're not just any pretzel, they're peanut butter filled pretzels, I've tested them to see how they are, they're fantastic, Um, five gallons, it's actually 18 pounds of pretzels. And the good news is they're only 140 calories. Well, the good news also is there's really nothing bad in here, so I'm going to partake. There we go. Wow. Do we have anyone to thank for this? Yes, we do. We have Skip Martin from Roma Craft Cigars who sent these along as a snack. But, you know, not a little bag of pretzels. He sent eight pounds, five gallons of pretzels. By the way, folks in the studio, there's a big jar right there on the uh, counter because there's enough to share. Looking at the 140 calories, I'm like, a gallon of pretzels, 140 calories. This is the snack for me. But then as observing into it, and it's a big giant 140, 140 calories, it's per serving, and apparently that package is not for one. <laughs> that package is for, That's a problem. That package is for 56. Yeah, but they don't know you and I, so right. it's actually serving for one. 56 <laughs> servings per container, and I got five containers. We have enough for 312 people that eat a serving size. Now, how much is the serving size with two pretzels? I think seven or nine. Eight. Eight. Right, right in between, but they're fantastic, right? They nice. Thanks, Skip Martin. Thank you, Skip. We didn't need these, but we appreciate them, and um, I will try to partake in them per serving. It doesn't say how many servings per day, so there you go. I just try to have the eight at a time, eighty times a day. How long will they last? Is going to be the question. You did pretty good with your whoppers. Lasted a long time, right? Yeah. There was a whole bucket. That had to be uh, maybe a half a gallon. So we're going to pass out the next cigar. Um, should we say we, ha- we had a little uh, problem on the cigar? Save, SaveCigarCity.com, but that's being fixed right now. So by the time somebody listens to this podcast or doesn't listen to it live, it's going to be working fine. But hopefully we it blew appears, it up. It appears the issue is on the government's website. They took down the link. To the comment period oh. as of the June 25th original date, they did not fix it when they did the extension. So this could be grounds for another extension. 
who knows? Well, I shared the active link in the chat room. So if you watch it on YouTube and you're not on the Cigar Authority or you're listening live some other way, just go into the chat room and the correct link is there. Why don't you send me, can you message that to me or email it to me so I can do it? Because I tried doing it during the break. I will definitely get that over to you. Yeah. So, you know, Dave, this is pretty impressive. This is actually, you talk about podcasts. This is actually live, live stuff here. Because just announced the SafeCigarC.com, and people are getting to Barry. Doing it right now. On your chat room. And because people are out there listening, we're able to fix it. As soon as we have it officially affixed, evidently, as Jonathan was saying, we had one docket number. It went through uh, June 25th, and they, have, they gave us the extension. Evidently, they came out with a new docket number, and it was been blocked. So we hope to get that taken care of in the short, shortly. Yeah, we want we uh, the cigar authority. Let me tell you, we're powerful. We have some great listeners that are out there. We won an award because we got the most people to join Cigar Rights of America by asking our people that are listening to the show. We're providing a free show for them to listen, to be entertained, and to learn about cigars. And for that reciprocity, they want to do what we ask them, and we ask them to join the Cigar Rights of America, and we hold a racket for getting the most people to join, and we're happy uh, to do that, and we're happy to do your cause also, because truly, we're all in this together. You, the consumer that's there, making this move is going to help you in the long run also, because unfortunately, shit flows downstream. It's going to end up to you. You're going to end up right. paying the ultimate price for it. So we don't want that to happen. So let's all work together and try to do it. We're a little industry. And uh, when, when we can get together and make a change, we need to do it. And we need to do it fast. So you're listening to the podcast, Cigar, SaveCigarCity.com. Go on there, make a little comment and get your word out there. You're just another click that they'll look at another person that did it. And that means another vote, maybe. They, maybe they care about it. The second cigar we have here today is the Brick House. Barry, what do we know about this? Well, today's second cigar is the Brick House, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by J.C. Newman Cigars. We're smoking the Robusto that measures 5 by 54 and it features a Nicaraguan Havana Subido wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. A single cigar will set you back $6.39, while a box of 25 is just $134.99, which is a savings of almost $25.00. Or 15% off the single, uh, 15% off the single price at TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from Two Guys Smoke Shop or any of your other favorite retailers, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Okay, and you're making this now in your own factory in Pennsylvania. Absolutely, right? my grandfather, Grandpa Jason, was born in a little brick house in a village in Hungary. It was the only brick house the whole community his mother it was an inn she ran the inn and we came to this country became a scar apprentice then went business for himself one of his first brands he ever made was called brick house honor where he was born brand died out in the 30s we came uh came uh, out of retirement about 10 years ago and we're happy to say i think in 2009 it was the two guys cigar of the year yes so, it was thank you dave okay so we appreciate that and well deserving well, thank you. And you made a value product for people at that time, which the economy was tanking. People were looking for a lower price cigar. And you made a Nicaraguan, which was hot to begin with anyway, with some body to it at a reasonable price. And it didn't exist. That's so. right. Our tagline back then, we came out with it 10 years ago, was for $5 and a comfortable chair. Yeah. And now it's 6 Yeah. For 39 <laughs> yeah. A little infl- inflation there. Not, not too, too bad. Yeah. And last year, 
we came out with a new brick house, a brick house double Connecticut, has a Connecticut shade wrapper, real Connecticut, yeah. not far from here, and a Connecticut broadleaf binder, hence the word double Connecticut. Yeah. Very flavorful, and we came out with it, uh, been selling it for about six months now, it's been a very pop, pop, popular cigar. Connecticut broadleaf, it's a problem right now. Connecticut, well, there's two problems Okay. with Connecticut shade. First of all, is a lot of folks, uh, there's very little grown. It's expensive to grow Connecticut shade. A lot of folks uh, now are using Connecticut Ecuador. Right. And it's uh, cheaper. Yeah. You know, less expensive. We're still, we're still very partial to the original. Trying to keep it in America if you shade. can. Yeah. Our diamond crown is Connecticut shade. Yeah, USA Connecticut. And there's, right, USA Connecticut. And there's very little, <coughs> little grown now. As more and more of the manufacturer go into the cheaper one in yeah. Ecuador, so it's harder for the for the growers to still still grow it. Connecticut uh, broadleaf, which is the binder, that is in very short sub supply as well. It's easier to grow yeah. because you don't you only have shade cloth there, and but there's just a great demand for for, yeah. for that. And this year's market it opened up back in November, and and December, and it's. Uh, very expensive now. Yeah. Both are unique flavors, and I'll tell you, I've had some samples of cigars that are having problems with both Connecticut Shade and Connecticut Broadleaf, and when they gave me, say, the Broadleaf cigar and said, you know, I couldn't get Broadleaf, I'm just throwing you a sample, here's the same thing, but we, you know, say put San Andreas on it instead, what do you think? Oh my God, it's horrible. Not that there's anything wrong with San Andreas, but that, that blend, blend didn't work. Didn't work. And the same thing happens with, here has Connecticut Shade, cigar you normally have, I'm trying it with Ecuador, what do you think? And oh my God, it's totally different. No, it doesn't work. And Connecticut Broadleaf is, is primarily used for Maduro <coughs> wrapper. Yeah. And that's where it's very popular. Fuente uses Maduro, which is Connecticut Broadleaf exclusively. We use a lot of it in Tampa. Our, our original blackjacks, which you sold yeah. for many for many yeah. years, it has the same. It must be line. easier that you're using it as a binder on the Connecticut because you don't have to have the cream of the crop as far as the appearance because it's going to be a binder. Well, when tobacco sorts, it's it's great that we could use binder and wrapper because when you on a plant, you don't get all first grade tobacco. Sure. Right. Yeah. You have to have a home for everything. So the, the top grades are used for the wrapper. The grades that may have a hole in it are, are not as perfect, not as cosmetically appealing to the eye. It's used for binder. Yeah. Filler? Do you use it as filler? We do not. Not at all. We, we do. We use it. We have a quorum, which is a very, it's, a, it's, a top, it's the uh, largest selling bundle cigar in the country. We have a quorum. We use a natural. We have Connecticut shade for Ecuador, but on the on the Cor Maduro, we use broadleaf okay. filler. I know it. everybody doesn't like to give their mix and their blends and everything completely because you get ripped off. I'm just stuff. too honest. You no, asked a question, I'm going to ask you. Because <laughs> I saw the little hesitation there, but... <coughs> what uh, do I say? Is it possible that we could cut the damn cigar All so right. we can get smoking? It's time to cut our cigar. Yeah, you, you went a whole 10 minutes without smoking, so it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And Nick is a good for, for friend. Yeah, and he's there in Nicaragua having his own troubles too. Uh, in Esteli, right near you. And um, listen, these guys are having it tough. I know uh, for us, for Two Guys Smoke Shop, we're buying 
everything we can right now in Nicaragua. And we're doing it pre the trade show because the trade show tends to be a big boost and then all of a sudden things are getting hard to get. Well, this time I'm interested in buying even before the trade show, never mind the deal, because we have a problem with getting the product. David, you are not <coughs> alone. Yeah. In the last three weeks, there's panic in the streets from retailers all over the country. Yeah. They said, I don't want the deal. I just want to get products. Right. So we've, we've had to put on allocation. So we've, uh, we get some large orders. We just cut them and we'll, we'll see if we're doing this on a week to week basis. We get containers every week. If a container goes this week, we, we release, we uh, release more orders. Retailers are ordering more cigars than they need from Nicaragua because they're afraid they're going to run out. Half your shelves, I imagine, all the two-guy stores are cigars made in Esteli. Yep. Not Nicaragua, Esteli. Right, right. And can you imagine not having any product? So not only you need to multiply two guys to all the smoke shops around the country, it is a real, real problem. Right. And you're the consumer. If you've got a favorite Nicaraguan cigar you normally go to. Instead of buying a handful, buy a box. I'd stock up a little bit because it's your favorite one, and you're going to end up. We lived through it through the cigar boom. You know, uh, not only couldn't you get certain brands and things like that, things became different after that. And when, the best time of all was when the cigar boom was over, to be honest with you. Cigars got good again. Because uh, the, during, cold, during a, the cold draw on this, just before we get to the yeah. lighting portion, have you guys ever had uh, Mexican spices? Yeah. Imagine having a corn chip that's dusted with Mexican spices, a little cumin a little cayenne. Maybe that's because you just ate the pretzel. Gonna... What the hell does a pretzel with peanut butter have to do with cayenne spices? All right. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Intimidator. Don't be intimidated. Do not be intimidated by Dave's bullying. Yeah. <laughs> this is a four-jet color-changing flame that features the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, an easy adjustment at the bottom, and my favorite feature is the neck that'll bend from straight up to about a 45-degree angle which is the optimal lighting angle for all cigars. I love the giant tank on it, and I love that the lighter changes colors. And this is one for the barbecue, the Fourth of July barbecue. Uh, $100? dollars twenty four ninety nine for the Vertigo Intimidator. That is unbelievable. Don't be intimidated by the price that you think it's too low. It must be junk for only $24, but it's not. Oh, it's great. It's great. My brother buys them by the handful. Yes, he does. The case from you. Yes, he does. Bobby gets them from you. and He's probably my best lighter customer there is. And they work. And, you know, occasionally we go through customs, go through, uh, not immigration, we go through the airport. Yeah. The TSA will take away. Most time I try to put the lighter in my DOP kit. Yep. And two-thirds of the time it sneaks through. Once in, a, once in a while they'll find it. They take it away. I don't feel so bad when I lose my $12 right. lighter. I right. feel bad if it's a $100 lighter. Sure, sure. Um, the shaving kit's the key to that. There's two keys. You put it in with your shaving supplies, and you turn the flame all the way off. And then if they find it, you go, yeah, the lighter's broken. I'm just bringing it back to where I got it from, so they'll give me a new one. It doesn't even work. Did they buy that argument, Jonathan? I've never been caught. Uh. I've been to four different countries with my lighter. I've been to seven or eight different states. Never been caught. Knock on loose side again. Exactly, yeah. What will be new at the J.C. Newman trade show, at the IPCPR trade show? What will be new? What will be reintroduced or whatever word we'll see it's nationwide release yes to quote my friend dave graflo who would say that uh, people come into your store they want to know what's new yeah we go into the restaurant yeah I quote you 
You don't, sure. ask, you don't ask what's new in the restaurant, you ask what's, what's good. It's a challenge for us. It's a challenge for all the cigar manufacturers because FDA now is prohibiting any cigar company coming out with new blends, new brands. There's ways to get around it. It was kind of interesting. Two days ago, I was in your Nashua store. Yeah. And we and all of our other competitors on August 8th, 2016, came out with a bunch of cigars. They weren't ready. Just right. came out in the marketplace. Sure. So we could, Because sh- the FDA is going to say if something is in commerce by August 8th, 2016, you can keep it off until we tell you you have to take it off the, the, the market. Imagine that. But August 10th, August 12th, 2016, not, nothing is new. So it makes it really, really tough. But we came out with a cigar. My, one of those cigars that we came out with uh, before the hammer went down was a cigar in a concept my son had, Drew had. Drew wanted to bring hand cigar making back to Tampa. At one time, there were 1,500 hand cigar makers in our factory in Tampa back in the 1930s. And he said, Dad, I want to start making some handmade cigars in our factory. I said, son, it's not a good idea because labor is about eight times what is in Nicaragua. But, Dad, I want to do it. So not only that, he really I, is like his grand, his great grandfather, yeah. huh? He just takes after his he mother. Does, he doesn't. He doesn't. Take listen, I can oh, say really? Okay. <laughs> but he came. I said, I want to make a cigar that that I think is American. American boxes, American labels, American pans. Also want to make it with American tobacco. So that's a lousy idea. We're using <laughs> Florida Sun Grown wrapper from Jeff Borshowitz yeah. as the wrapper. Connected broadleaf binder, but there is no real long filler tobacco grown in this country. We finally got the Amish, not the Amish, the Mennonites to grow some filler for us, and that is the blend that we're using in our American cigar. Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Okay. And I told you, this is a whole lousy idea. You're going to lose money on it. You'll, it does, doesn't make any business sense. But i tell you what, son. You wait till your mother and I die and get your inheritance then, or you get yeah. some of it now, because you aren't going to make any money. You're going to lose money. <coughs> It's such a, a out-of-the-box idea, it'll probably work. The millennials have another way of looking at the world. Earlier, yes. we're, we're talking about social media. I'm old school. I'm yeah. 70, the old days. But Drew's that new generation. He wanted to make it something special, something that's never been, been done, done before. The first brand of cigars made in our factory in 1910 in Tampa was called the American. But even then, it wasn't only American tobacco. There wasn't any American filler then. So we are... Been making these cigars for over a year, and we'll be making them available. They're going to retail between $17 and $20, and then I don't think my son's going to make any money on it, but that's, <laughs> okay. That, that, that's okay. We have two rollers right now. They make each make 100 cigars a day, so it's 1,000 cigars a week. We're going to be making them available in limited quantities to the top retailers. Every, every retailer can sell a $20 c- 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 cigar. It's just not practical, and there's a story with it. You guys, you, your staff is trained. They'll yeah. tell the story, and and it's a special cigar. Maybe we'll, maybe Drew's going to pick maybe uh, 75 retailers around the country. Of course, top will be will be two guys. Thank you. But Thank it's you. it's going to be it's going to be very select and very limited in dis- distribution. Did he just force us to take a brand on? <laughs> yes, he did. Which I love. I, I have not agreed to it, but I of course agreed to it. I call it salesmanship, John. Yeah, that was great. I've learned from the best. That was great. And is the American? The American. The American. For three sizes. So for, for, four four size. The problem is the wrapper from Jeff is uh, is not too long. So we're paying. We're making too many robustos and toros. Not enough Churchills and tor- torpedoes. Okay. But it'll be coming up in uh, 
couple months, you'll be shown at the show, and uh, you'll be right at the top two. Well, I, I have sampled it two different times along the year, past couple years or something. Had a sample. I think your brother gave me one at a, at a You gave me party. one in November. At Nashua, two days ago, some consumer, not soon, a consumer came up to me and said, I can't wait for the Americans. I love them. said, I mean, you love them. How'd you get them? Yeah. I said, I got them from two guys. I mean, two, I, remind, I forgot what we did. We, t- we picked five retailers <laughs> in the country to get cigars officially shipped. So we have a manifest. We have a copy of invoice. We can show FDA that, yes, these were in commerce before August 8th of 2016. He said, I bought four cigars. I have one left. This is the best damn cigar I've ever smoked. But I, can't, I don't want to smoke the last one until I get more. Right. So I've so I, I have proof that I sold them, too. I don't know what I was supposed to do with them, but when I get cigars, <laughs> I do what I do with them, which is sell them, right? Really good at it, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, uh, IPCPR is coming up. Let's see uh, what's, what's news right now with Barry. Let's find out what's up in the cigar world. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And this week, the Texas Cigar Merchant Association argued in court on behalf of the cigar industry against FDA regulations. The judge Kimberly Priest Johnson heard the case and focused a lot of her questions on the August 10th deadline, which leads to speculation that her ruling could come before then. A group of U.S. senators have sent a bipartisan letter to FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb requesting that the government agency in charge of regulating tobacco exempt premium cigars, pointing out that American jobs are at stake, as Mr. Newman has stated so eloquently before. A measure to raise tobacco tax in Rhode Island didn't make it to the final state budget. The cap remains at 50 cents a stick instead of the proposed 80 cents. And in Massachusetts, a bill that would raise the state purchase age for tobacco to 21 passed the Senate yesterday by a 33 to 2 vote. The move, the move followed a 147 to 4 vote in the House. The two sides will now address differences in the bill before it heads to the governor's desk. But an interesting note here is that the bill states that if a person turns 18 before the bill becomes law, they could still buy tobacco. So the bill would only affect those under 17. However, the bill also goes on to state that local municipality laws would supersede the state bill. So even though the state's saying that at 19 you could buy cigars, um, if the municipality says you've got to be 21, the municipality wins. And lastly, here in New Hampshire, Live Free or Die took a hit this week as Dover has become the first city in the state to raise their tobacco purchase age to 21. And that's what's well, up. Well, let me quickly say on that, that is not true. Sorry. Because in, in uh, New Hampshire, the state succeeds what a town wants to do. Okay. So we've got a major problem there, and we're going to have to fight that for them because we have no retailer in Dover, New Hampshire, but we'll do it ourselves and fight that because they're wrong. And they wouldn't let anybody argue against it that didn't live in Dover, which is that's a, a huge communi- That's a communist move. Yeah. No, nobody can strike against it. So we'll fight that ourselves. We'll take care of that. And we know the CANH strong here in New Hampshire, yeah. and uh, that's what's up in the cigar world. 
What's up? In the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is... What's up? Next week on the Cigar Authority, I'll be getting ready to head out to IPCPR. We'll go through all the brands that are coming out, uh, who's going to be big, who's going to be small, and who's going to be out. What's new? We'll be talking about that. With us, Klaus Peter Kellner from Davidoff Cigars, that's Hanky Kellner's son, uh, will join us live via Skype, and we'll talk about Davidoff the next 50 years. The following week, July 14th, I will be at the IPCPR, and uh, you guys are going to handle it on your own. I'll give you any information I can as it goes on, but that will be the opening day of the show, so I don't know if I'll have a lot of information. Uh, Moving ahead to July 21st, the return back with us, cigar surgeon from Canada, John McTavis joins us, and uh, we'll have him on the show. So that is uh, what's coming up on the show. Eric, you got to take it? Go ahead, take it live. (laughs) <laughs> want, want to know what's happening this. two things Flip first this. of all thanks to your listeners yeah our, our we just got our safecigarcity.com link corrected ah oh, beautiful somebody goes on out there but david if what your listeners and barry thank for communicating with us on your chat room we would have never known mm. so this is more than a podcast this is live stuff so thanks to the cigar authority we're back in business. All right. So, guys, keep on sending your comments to safescarcity.com. It'll go right, right, right to the FDA docket, and right. you make your comments. Second thing I wanted to say, Barry just mentioned, but this, this is really huge in my opinion. 48 hours ago, one-sixth of the United States Senate wrote a letter to Dr. Scott Gottlieb. It was, it was a bipartisan letter. Yeah. Seventeen senators wrote him. It was headed by Senator Bill Nelson yeah. and Senator Marco Rubio. They're leading the charge on this. It wasn't just them. Those are Florida senators sure. trying to save the industry. They got 17 other folks, 17 in total. So one-sixth of the United States Senate has gone on record, wrote a letter to Dr. Gottlieb, said do not regulate premium cigars. And in addition, they put a couple lines there to make sure that the Tampa Scar Factory was protected, beautiful, too. Beautiful. So hopefully we're making a lot of noise. This is, this is a full-court press. Yeah. Working with FDA, I mean, working with, with our regulators, working with our congressmen, our senators, our consumers, Save Cigar City. We had 150,000 postcards. You've already sold out of yours. Yep. The same thing. It's information goes to Dr. Scott Gottlieb. We expect to get, at the end of the day, maybe 50,000 comments for FDA to not regulate us out of business. And most of the time, government makes rules, and they'll say jump, we'll say how high. Again, this is the one time where we, your listeners, the whole scar industry, has a chance to comment and make our feelings known. Please do. And thanks to your folks, we we got to correct it. we got to fix. So make me proud. Let, Let a lot of them come through because the Cigar Authority told you to. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. SaveCigarCity.com. It's going to take you less than a minute to I do it. I did it on my phone while we were live. All right. Take you less than a minute. Please, please do this and let's put, put it over the hurdle. And at the end of it, you can say you played a little part in hopefully making a change and saving the factory and saving the cigar industry as it stands. So thank you in advance for doing that for me. Uh, right now, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. 
The Don Raphael, the Don Raphael offer of the day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Who else? Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? $5,000. I'm interested. Give up coffee for one year. No coffee. Can't touch a drink, drink of coffee. So a couple of weeks ago, you said you wouldn't come with money in hand. I will accept your challenge. You would not have a drop of coffee for, for an entire year. Yes. Five grand. Now, we're talking about cigars being a non-addictive product. I tell you, the coffee is an addictive product. Uh, I can go days and days without drinking coffee, and no one drinks more than I do. And you don't get a headache? Nope. I can't go a day. That's, it's without. all mental. It's mental. No. You're it hurts. mental. Yeah. It's Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm rushed in the morning. I don't do it. Later in the afternoon, I need to think about it. And it's going, and then I got a pounding headache, and I'm like, oh my God, I got a headache all of a sudden. And I go, oh, I haven't had a coffee today. I have a, a couple can... of sips of coffee, and the next thing you know, it goes away. Yeah. P- pony up the money, buddy. Really? I can walk away for a year. No problem. How about you with coffee? Forget any coffee, Dave. If somebody gave you $5,000, if you didn't smoke a cigar for a whole year, would you do it? No. Not, not for cigars, no. Okay. Coffee, not, yeah. Not that I'm addicted to it, but I want to. I enjoy it, and I'm not going to not. I, I wouldn't enjoy $5,000 more than I would enjoy not, you know, having a cigar. It's more than a $5,000 thing to me. It's, it's a vacation every time I have one. It's a one-hour vacation. It's time spent on the psychiatrist's couch. You breathe a little slower. You, you reflect Your on whatever Your psychiatrist allows you to smoke? So for 1000 would you do it? No for, coffee for a year? Yeah. For $500, yeah, I've already, would you do I, it? Uh, no. I wouldn't do it for 1000 I've already cut out coffee during the week, um, in the morning, and I can easily cut it out during the day. So the only time that I really want coffee is when I'm here at the cafe because it's a, good. How about do you drink a lot of um, soda or something that has caffeine in it? Mixed in with my rum, yeah. So you're making it up another way. Yeah, I'm getting you're my getting caffeine, caffeine other ways. Another way. Maybe you too. But you'd but give it up, and you'd have something else. I don't have something else when I don't Cuban have coffee. How many Cuban coffees do you have a day? If Pete makes them, I have one or two a day. But I can very easily not buy it, and then it's not well, in the store. I got a problem because I couldn't do it. I'll tell you right now. That's my thing. I can't not have coffee. I've been drinking coffee since I was a little kid. I'm, yeah, just, could, I'm just into it. I, I love it. it, but I could give it up for five grand. I'd do it. Could you give up this brick house? You pay me five grand to put it down? The only thing that <laughs> could make this cigar better is a comfortable chair. Mm, right. Yeah, these <laughs> chairs are uncomfortable. <laughs> 6.39, uncomfortable chair. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, it's going well. Doing great. And you have a now the natural, the Maduro, and the Connecticut. Double Connecticut, what, for what, sure. What do you call this? The, the original one. The classic. Okay, it's not the sun-grown or anything like no. that. So the regular classic one, a Connecticut, and a Maduro. Yeah. It okay. seems like your wrapper quality has gone up substantially. Well, we get the wrapper from the Oliva Tobacco Company, and it's – I would – Always? Always on, on Brickhouse. And it's Ecuador Havana – now it's Ecuador Havana Seed now. It used to be Nicaragua. We changed it to Ecuador. And I think half your cigars – you have in your humidor that you sell out yeah. here are from Ecuador. Yes. And they got good tobacco. It yields well. Great f- flavor. Yeah. And we use a lot of it. Okay. We use a lot of it because, it, again, we have a home for it all. The good stuff goes on Brickhouse. Yeah. You, that's the first wrapper. You get a second or third wrapper. We have a, a brand called Tampa in Tampa. You've seen it made. Yeah. Um, before I tell you the uh, name, my father died in 2000 in 
2006. Before he died, Dad wanted to have a scar that sold everywhere. Made our Tampa factory a, a bundle of the old antique scar machines. Yeah. Fine, Dad. You're 90. What do you want to do? What so I, want? I also want to name it. So, Dad, what do you want to name it? I said, I want to name it Factory Throwouts. I said, Dad, that's the most god awful name of a cigar. <laughs> Nobody wants to buy it. But, Dad, it's your it's your brand, your project. You can do what you want. And we used this Ecuador Havana seed wrapper. And uh, we called it a Factory Throwout because it's, it's a third-grade wrapper, a third-rate. And when you have a slight blemish on the tobacco, it has no effect on the taste. We're able to buy it for a lot less money, yeah. pass savings on to the consumer. And there's only two cigars in this world, those that sell and those that don't. Yeah. We sell uh, we sell 12 million these factory throughouts. Wow. Lousy name. That's metric S-ton right there. Lousy yeah, name. Yeah, that's a terrible name. It'll never sell. 12 million. Yeah. What do I know? Just what? like I'm telling my son, Drew, that American will never work. It doesn't work. What so do I know? pretty much you're the worst judge of whether or not an idea is good or not. Is that what you're saying? Mm, kind of, yes. If you don't like it, it's probably going to work. It's probably going to work. That's good. Unbelievable. Well, the cigar's tasting good. It's burning good. Everything's good about it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the Cigar Family Foundation. So there's a lot of problems going on, but there's a lot of nice people out there doing a lot of nice things. So let's put a smile on our face and hear some nice stories. When it started, why it started, and where it is today. We're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. 
the Laurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Time is flying here with Eric Newman from J.C. Newman Company. They not only make great cigars and do great things and fight for all of us out there, they are very giving, caring people that I... I, I you know, I, I've gone down and I see you guys doing uh, hearing tests and eye tests and things for, for people. Your brother does the God Dogs and, you know, you're just a generous family. And years ago, uh, they created something called the Cigar Family Foundation. So tell us, tell us what it is, when it started. And In it. 2000, Carlos Fuente, our partner, and I were traveling through Chateau de la Fuente. And we just got through a cigar boom. Life, life was, was great, and we wanted to do something for the Dominican people for growing the best tobacco, making the best cigars <coughs> in the world. And we're traveling near the sh uh, nearest farm. We saw kids playing in the street. I said, Carlos, what are they doing there? They should be in school. He says, you won't believe there's not enough schools, classrooms in the Dominican Republic. They're on double session, but there's not a place for them to go to school. So, you know, so we'd agreed that, gee, we had, we had a great run. And through the cigar boom, we, why don't we build a wing on a school? Let's do something, help give back to the, to the Dominican people. Wow. Travel a little further, and we saw these girls carrying jugs of water on, our, on their shoulders. I said, Carlos, what are they doing? He says, <coughs> these girls, they have no water in their homes. These girls and boys, too, have to walk as much as two miles from the river to bring water back into their homes, their huts. And even then, the water is not fit to drink. I said, Carlos, we ought to give them clean drinking water. So our original plan 
wing on a school, clean drinking water. Carlito Matafella, who's head of the largest humanitarian organization in the Dominican Republic, talks about our dream, gringos. We had no idea what we're doing. Yeah. He says, and this fellow said, you don't want to build a wing on a school. You want to build your own school. So with a lot of effort, we started the Scar Family Charitable Foundation, and we opened up in our primary school in September 6, 2004, grades pre-K to 8th grade. We opening day, we had 800 people there. We had the parents, the media, the politicians. It was, it was a beautiful day, Cigar Family School. And about uh, three months later, Carlito calls me up and says, we have a problem in our school. He says, we can't have a problem in our school. Everybody loves us. The problem is a bunch of the 8th grade girls got a hold of Carlito. He's a soft touch anyway. And he said, we love our school. But the closest high school is a mile, is is an hour away walking. We have to build a high school. So Carlito oh says, God. we have to build a high school. I said, we don't have any money. He says, we got to build a high school anyway. So he and I co-signed a loan for a million dollars to the wow. Bank of Tampa. We built a high school, then a medical clinic. And we've had like eight graduating classes. Right now that goes from pre-K to, high, to uh, tw- 12th grade. We've had uh, kids, 80% go on to college. So you've had... So now it goes from the very beginning to the very end of school, which means in, in those years, since 2004, somebody who started in kindergarten has gone all the way through. We had our first class last year all the way, way through, and these kids are wow. so, so proud of themselves. This is first generation to go to, to even go to middle school or junior high school, middle school, I guess. No, none of their families have gone on to high school. None of the families have ever gone to graduate, my, graduate from high school. Right. None, none of them have ever gone to, to college, and they're going full circle. We have kids, they graduate, they go to college, and they're, some are coming back, they're teaching, they're working. We have a doctor that graduated in the f- first year. They're, they're, they, it was a paternalistic society, but now we're teaching them they have, an oppor- they have an opportunity and an obligation to give back. America is the most generous country in the world. Philanthropy is an American philosophy. You go down to the Dominican, first generation, 18% of major league baseball players are from Dominican Republic. Yeah. They aren't used to, they make millions of dollars. It's not, they aren't used to giving it up. So we, it took a while for us to teach these people you have an obligation yeah. to give back. And it's funny, one of these kids last year came up to me and he says, Newman, calls Carlito, Mr. Fuente, calls me Newman. Okay. <laughs> he says, Newman, when I'm old like you and Mr. Fuente, I hope I have an opportunity to give back to to the kids here like you've given us beautiful and i said except for saying when you're old when you're old you're right it's a, be- a beautiful thing so it's um you know this, hopefully it's contagious this has been generations of poverty goes from one generation to another the only way to break that cycle of poverty is through education and that's what we are doing and as curly would point out you go down to the school we have like 480 kids at the school now, but it's, we have like 5,000 people using it on the weekends and, and a lot of different areas that we're helping, teaching them English, teaching them French and, and computers. And it's, um, it's really a, a beautiful thing. And it's what Curly would say, it doesn't say Numenon, doesn't say Fuente, it says Cigar Family. Cigar Family by design. Anybody that smokes cigars, if you don't smoke cigars, anybody that believes that giving kids an opportunity to make in this world is a good thing is part of our overall cigar family it cost us uh we we raise uh, cost about a million dollars a year to run the school to run the hospital to run because the, you have the to, ongoing things to pay the people to work there it's uh, it's uh, our, our 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 nickel 
And we fortunately we've been nothing from this country, nothing from the state or, or whatever they call it there. Esteli, I mean, um, the the, the Nick the, the Dominican government helps us to some extent, but we only want to take so much of their money because if they give us so much more, they they're going to dictate what we do. We want to run our own school, and it's but it's the funds come from the cigar smoking community. We've had cigar dinners, we've had toast packs, and it's 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 a great thing. We've had people come to us foundations. They say, we don't like tobacco. We don't like cigars. If you change your name from Cigar Family to something else, we give you money. We said, we can't do that. We are who we, we are. are. We are basically, everybody that smokes cigars, that believes in our cause, has a thumbprint on it. We're a 501c3, cigarfamily.org is our website. People can donate to it. And if they donate to it, it or even not, it just, it, it's a story of interviews with these kids. And to hear how we are making a difference, we, not the Fuente Newman, all, you, everybody that believes in our project is really helping make a difference in their lives. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Can you believe the, just the jerkiness of saying we don't like cigars, therefore we're not going to donate to the kids that are getting an education in a third world country? Because the name on your, your foundation has the word cigar in it. I just think that that's wrong. Oh, you think it's wrong? I think it's, it's wrong. wrong. I think it's, it's wrong, wrong. Uh, and you it's know, not like you. It's not like they're noting the money to you here, but go buy yourself a Maserati. And something else that we've done. It's it, Carlito had this idea. They borrowed a million dollars to do it. But right, David Carlito had this. He said, "You know how some foundations, you never know where the money is going. You donate to X Y Z charity. So much goes for fundraising. So much goes for for administration. From the beginning, he said we we agreed that all the overhead of running the whole project." is going to be funded by the family. So somebody gives us a dollar, a dollar goes to, yeah. to, the, to the school. So people know where their money's going. So that is, is special. We're proud of that. <coughs> of course, in those days, we had a, a little overhead. No problem. Now we have a large overhead. It's more than we bargained for, but we're still covering the overhead, though. So I'd love to see one of the baseball, one of the guys that graduates the school becomes a baseball player, makes $10 million a year, and then starts giving back, and then this thing, this is going to be around longer than you. I mean, this is going to go on and on and on. You've created something unbelievable. It is, and we have our, our children, uh, Lidiana, Liana, Drew, the next generation, yeah. are getting involved with this thing, and it makes you, it's going to be here, hopefully, long after we're gone. Hopefully, I think a well and a wonderful, wonderful thing you did. So somebody listening to our show, how can they participate? Do something? CigarFamilyCharitableFoundation.org. And all the information, you can donate there, and you can learn more about Give the project. Give a little something, you'll feel good. Next, next time you buy a cigar or something, throw a little uh, extra to them. And, and you only have six minutes to find the whatever's wrong with that website and just send it to Barry and we'll get back <laughs> to it. <laughs> so what's the website again? CigarFamilyCharitableFoundation.org or CFC.org. That's easier. CFC.org. CFC. I'm sorry. CFCF.org. CFCF. Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. CFCF.org. CFCF.org. Go on there. Throw them a little something. You'll feel good. You're a cigar smoker and you give it to a school that says Cigar Family and you are part of the Cigar Family. That's right. It, it wasn't the Fuente family. It's not the Jason Newman, Fuente Newman thing. It's Cigar Family. All of us. In fact, something that we, exactly. Yeah. Us. It's a big community. Yeah. Even though you did everything, but it's, it's us. 
Um, okay, right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true? Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. Did you know you could get pregnant from swallowing? Well, Well, a woman from South Korea did that, but it's not what you think. A 63-year-old woman became pregnant with 12 baby squid, according to a biotech report. The real-life Octomom from South Korea was eating a portion of whole squid when she felt a sharp pain in her mouth. As a result, the woman was ejected by the squid semen, causing baby cephalopods to attach to her mouth. While spitters are quitters, we think this one was a tough one to swallow, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those My apologies nice for Barry Stein, Mr. Newman. I learned something today. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you not know he was going to be on the show, Barry? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, what's one more person that I've offended in my life? If there's someone that you go easy <laughs> with the, the asylum bit, it's when Eric's on. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. My father gave me the talk about 60 years ago. Yeah. But this wasn't part of it. No. (laughs) So, no, and and we say that with you being on here, you and your brother and your whole family are the class of the cigar industry. Handwritten notes. You guys are unbelievable. You're very kind. It's the truth. It's the truth. You know, I I told you a long time ago, looking at Cigar Journal, one, one issue, that there it was, you and your brother in ties. You dress up in a tie every day. They're old school, and I wish it would come back. I wish it would be contagious of what the industry was, and you never let it go. The your next generation, I hope, is the same same way. Don't let this go. You know, um, I don't know. It was it was a gentleman's industry, and it went off the reels a little bit. And not that it's terrible, but I'd like to bring a, a little class back to the industry. And Barry's not helping with, especially with us, but. Uh, He's who he is, too. He's being true to himself. Uh, this is the Brick House. This is the classic Brick House that's been out here now quite a while. Ten years now. Ten years. Ten years. Congratulations on it. And um, you know, David, it takes about three years for us and for every manufacturer to get a brand, brand going. You're asking earlier what's new at the, at the trade show. Well, a lot of our folks, competitors, come out with new products year after year after year. And you have to give an opportunity for the cigar to actually to catch on, yeah. to, to get traction. And we aren't smart enough to come out with an, to find out how do you make a brand go year after year after year. So we're, we're, we're like the, t- the tortoise and the hare. You're slow and steady, but there's something to that. I, I learned I didn't go to college, so I learned business as I go along and look at other people. Some brands take off like a rocket and come crashing down really fast. And the lifespan is very small. And then there's other brands like the brands you create, and they just keep chugging along yeah, and going do. up. And it's a very healthy stock. If I was buying stock into a company, I would buy into the J.C. Newman company because it's a steady, safe stock as opposed to these ones that shoot up and shoot down. You remind me so much of Carlos Fuente Senior. He never went to college, but the guy was a genius. You never went to college, 
You're a gene genius. Well, thank L- you know, look at how you view the world, and you never stood on your on your laurels. You're looking for not what worked last year or this year. What's going to work next year, the year after, the, the, the year after. Long-term goals. Well, you're, you're the, the podcast. I mean, nobody knew her podcast five years ago. Now it's a going thing. And I think your ability, while you've been successful, when a lot of folks, you know, haven't, you've been, you know, able to come up with ways to have promotions, to give cigar smokers more of an opportunity to, to smoke, to, to um, you know, come up with ways that people actually enjoy themselves and give them an opportunity to tell their story, yeah. give them an opportunity to just enjoy, enjoy themselves and reach out to them. I mean, you've, you've, you've got your daughter doing social media stuff, yeah. and it's, it's a, a new world. I remember in 1995, my son's 36, when he was 14, he said, Dad, we have to have a website. Unbelievable. And I said, you know, Scar Family was the first website of the scar industry. And I said, that's fine, son. What's a website? He said, Dad, I'll, I'll take care of it. It was amazing when he did, and I remember they, the people were chatting on the. This is a teenage kid that put this together and stuff, but yet there were thousands of people on this writing in every, every single day and how crazy the Cigar family took off at that the point. predecessor to Facebook. Yes. Uh, they, we were here, then Facebook came, and we haven't looked for our, our royalty check yet. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's in the mail, I'm sure. Uh, yes, it is. But, you know, to, to your credit, Dave, you found ways to make the industry just industry go uh, you're an inspiration to us your inspiration to my brother son and me you're optimistic you have different ways you've always found ways to make lemonade out of a lemon yeah lord knows we've had a lot oh, of a lot goodness. of lemons thrown thro- th- thrown at us i mean I, I, you know i think about uh the the old days we used to be able to give cigars away to, to charities yes to silent auctions now fda says you can't give any more cigars out because they're afraid you yeah, go the to military ch- <coughs> you, you, military we send <coughs> thousands of cigars to military they get their butt <coughs> shot out yeah. shot at afghanistan and iraq and it's a hard day and you want to go back to the barracks and chill out you can't smoke cig- we can't give them c- cigars because fda is is really concerned they actually might enjoy it yeah and, and but you you, <laughs> you found a way i mean just your charities you give away uh, uh opera experiences for people who come at your show i'll donate you know a cigar yes a seminar eight people 12 people 20 people and uh you've been able to introduce cigar smoking if they aren't, aren't cigar smokers this podcast here people come up here they rent this table here they have their own podcast and you teach them about c- cigars, give them the opportunity to en- enjoy them, learn what it's all about, expand the, the uniform, expand the universe. My only concern is is that I wish you could clone, clone yourself. Yeah. Because you're head and shoulders. Do you have any idea how difficult it is going to be to work with them this week? Yeah, we well, these me down from, listen, and, I, and it means a lot to me from coming from somebody like you. Uh, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your support on the Cigar Authority. You're an early advertiser and supporter of the show, and that's what kept us going of, you know, this, somebody believing in us. So thank you for that. Uh, it's important. And uh, we have lots of listeners, and we're here to help the cigar industry also at the same time. We put a show together. I want you to hear the truth. I want you to know what's going on out there. That's part of what Barry does when he gives the news each time to let them know. You know, a lot of people chime in and say, enough with this political stuff and all this stuff. Well, the political stuff's going to be added to every show. It's going to be part of it because we have to get that message in there. I want to talk about beautiful things all the time and just talk about great cigars and good things. But unfortunately, it's part of the industry. It's going to be inserted in there. I need you to know. And every once in a while, I need you to just go on to a website and just Save write a little something. SaveCigarCity.com, baby. SaveCigarCity.com. Just go on there. Write a little something for me. That 
We work all week to put a show together. I ask you to work for one minute and go on there and do that, right? Thank that's you, it, Dave. Not, not so that's it. That's all the time we have. Next week, next week, retailers are getting ready for the IPCPR trade show. New releases will be hitting the floor. We're going to share with you in advance all that we know in advance, and we're going to get a lot of it. And i got a couple hours left with this guy to get some little tricks for Fuente's doing, and whatever I can pull out of him, we'll, we'll, we'll give that information next week. Have a safe and happy 4th of July, everybody. Until next time, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the past two hours, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.